Welcome to the podcast, episode 3 with Danny Quinn. Okay, so welcome to the podcast, episode 3 with Danny Quinn. Danny's a good friend of mine and he's a corporal in the Irish Army, PT and a fitness instructor. So then the idea of the podcast, again, go over it each time I do it, is that it's the idea of being mentally, physically and spiritually ready for the world and um, how then three things tie in together and talking to very driven people about what they find pushes them on to do what they do and succeed at it. So training to staff and start. I'm going to go back a few years to when you were slightly heavier. Oh, thank you very much for that. <laughs> yeah, metal fabricator, because I know you're so it wasn't great. I remember playing football with you just before you started the army. I remember the very day. Yeah, in Borno's house. Kicking the ball around. <laughs> Bro- broke up after. Um, and then, though, you went into the army, and they kind of forced you into, even if you haven't read, everyone has to go together and do these runs up to... What's the hill called in Cork? Oh, so you went to Patrick's Hill. Yeah, yeah Michael's Barracks, wasn't it? Um, Collins Barracks is oh, uh, Collins Cork Barracks. there, yeah. Um, so the force is, yeah, is, a, is a nice way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. You may, yeah, it, it's, you have to do it. Yeah, but how tough was that going from not being able to kick around the ball? I tell you, I, I joined the army in 2006, left school in around 2004, I'd say it was. Was out for a year. I was working, working away as a metal fabricator. Breakfast roll every morning, chicken fillet roll at lunch. Coming home, eating a good dinner. Pints there while you're waiting on the bus to get home. <laughs> right, yeah. And piled uh, on a good bit of weight. Not, not in too major. Like I was, was heavy, but the, the, the big thing was I was unfit. Yeah. Shockingly unfit. Like you that was for your heaviest, was it? Uh, I think. Yeah, would mean up there, definitely up there, yeah. 16 hours sound, probably. Yeah, I was, yeah I, was, I was heavy enough there before I joined. The fitness side of it, like you said there, half a game of ball, literally out of breath, weren't we? Like, yeah, we had the yeah. best hearts going to die and everything that day, yeah. Terrible. Um, remember then, I was, I was uh, in work one day and uh, I was driving around the forklift, doing, tipping away, and the mother rang me then and said, Look, I have a letter here from the army, and you're after getting in, you're starting a cork, I think it was four weeks or five weeks, whatever it was at the time. And after doing my medical and all, the year prior to that, just before I got the job as a metal fabricator. So it kind of gone out of my mind and I was uh, 100% want to be a metal fabricator. It was good life. The, the pay at the time was garbage, because like, I was an apprentice, but uh, the, the benefits down the line, four years apprenticeship, you could go to Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, but in saying that though, like every time I used to go up to, to your place, you always had books open at the army and guns and all, and your family was kind of into that, you and your brothers and yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. So that was always a bit like, you're probably going to end up going that route one way or the other. And yeah, at the, at the time. The SEA you were in before the army. Yeah, the brother, the brother Michael was um, big into the army, big into anything to do with guns, things like that. It was his, it was a, it was a big hobby of his. We did a lot of shooting and all the junglets. And we're getting the old paintball across the back. Yeah. And then we go to the airsoft rifle. Tipping around, yeah. But um, 
so now like you do an awful lot of fitness now even with the classes but yourself um, and you use the fitness trackers as well you, how important do you think they are in terms of kind of watching yourself and progress and just going out on a daily basis watching your heart rate or anything um, I tell you I, I got my first uh, fitness tracker about two years three years ago I got a Garmin the square face Garmin brilliant great great, great bit of I bought it because it had good the things I looked for was good battery life had GPS built in there was no messing around with phones right? yeah that's that. a big thing isn't it leaving the phone at home or a, not relying on it it was a massive thing for me because and with work like I could go away for a week and my phone or I, would, I didn't need to charge my watch because lots of Apple watches like you do and they'd be there charging this every night and I was like should I go away for a week sure that's my watch gone after a day yeah. no watch like yeah that. yeah the Apple watches do have a little lesser short span they're all getting up there though I think even once you have some kind of running thing especially with GPS you're, you're fairly good to go aren't you like, yeah, in a lot of ways like, GPS you're... is the key GPS I is found, the key yeah. like, it, like I do a good bit of cycling and a lot of lads use the, the garments they are mad expensive and I clip it on but sure I, I just use my phone for emergency contact but it has a GPS and it has your stats and it's taking your heart rate as you go yeah, yeah. they're handy out like by point but um, you, uh, they don't have necessary need to have to get into running you don't, you, don't, you don't need there's not there's, all you need is a pair of runners like but what I found was, I, I find it drives you on. Well, for me personally, it drives me on. If I'm out running, feeling a bit tired or whatever, and I just run along, and it's just me out there on my own, and next thing I look to watch, and I'm six and a half minute case, and then it just in my head, I'm like, why are you at me? It drives you on as well when you, when you, um, you know, like when you do a run, or you're not wanting to do a run, and you look up the Strava or something like that, and one of your mates after doing it, and they give you a like for the one you did the day before. It gives you a bit more of a vibe to it. A kudos, yeah. Yeah. But um, what do you think? Like you got into then kickboxing through the army. Uh, sorry, it wasn't through the army. Through the gym, Dragon's Lair gym. Yeah, it was Dragon's Lair, but it was um, it was Vinnie Derucho there. He's um, from Kilkenny, uh, world champion, professional world champion kickboxer. I was overseas with him in 2008, 2009, and we came back and. Bernie Doyle and Owen Doyle, they both started up the gym and Vinny uh, came up, he, he came into the barracks and he was just telling people, look, there's a new gym up there, he said, I should come up and take a look. So I said, I did karate when I was a young lad and all, I said, look, I'll go up there, I'd be great, I'd throw a few kicks and all. Went up anyway, I said, I'd have a look and uh, just got hooked, got hooked straight away, yeah. That's a few years, like, how long was that, mate? That's, sure, was, what, 21 at the time? Yes, 10, think, yeah. 10 years. 10 years ago, exactly, yeah. Yeah, because I remember going to, you got as far as you won the, the All-Ireland belt when you were doing it uh, up in, was it Smith? Not Smith, sorry, it was out near Drimnet. Yeah. And we going up in the fight and had the bad pipes on, you yeah. coming out and all that. But um, so why, why did you pick kickbox? Or was that just... It was literally at the time, I was back from overseas, was kind of in a bit of a slump fitness-wise, didn't really know how to train, if you know what I mean. I knew in the army it taught me to just run, everything was just run here, run there, just get out on the roads and run like. And then I was going up here and I was doing a bit of everything, hitting the bag, didn't realise the other sides of training like, and I just, I just got hooked straight away then, I was, I was just in then. What, thing, what do you think made you do so well then, to get to the, like, to win the belt and all? Like? Um, Maybe to keep like karate background or nah, just the fitness in in the army obviously helped an awful lot. The yeah. discipline and training and all. Yeah, I think a lot. The biggest part of it for me at the time was 
I just got hooked on it. I got hooked. I was going up five nights a week and then training myself on the weekends. Every night that there was class on available in the gym, I was up there wrecking heads, coming in either back again, are you? in wrecking heads, coming in early, outside doing sprints on my own, coming up trying to get lads running with me. Come on out there and go for a run before I would train, we'll do a few sprints. And I just got hooked on it. And I just loved being in the gym, training every night. Like it was, that has to be the army mentality though as well, that you're there early doing the sprints outside. Because I was going to ask you more on the thought side of things that I feel there's always a difference between someone who's out running, doing a few bits every week, a train or whatever. But then once you're in the army and you have that discipline in you, that where you're up the crack of dawn, fucking sprinting up hills, like doing all that, it obviously gives you a different mindset when you go to do something like kickboxing. You have that kind of discipline in you already. Yeah, the, the army is great. It's a great tool that way. Like it, it builds builds your your mental resilience. Like when you're halfway across the Galtys with a pack on your back, and the only way is up, and you've no choice but to drive on. Pretty yeah, much yeah. like, do you know what I mean? And in your head, all you want to do is quit. But you look around, all the boys are there, and everyone's in the same situation, and you just go, look, I'm just doing this, and that sticks with you then. So from your recruit training and builds all the way up through your career. You just, the hardship side of things, it just, and it easily transfers over to other sports, to other, just think, just the way you think about things, the way you act, the way you, the way you approach training, like. Sets you up for everything, kind of. Yeah, I, I, I find it does, like, you've, like, you've more resilience, like, to a bit of hardship, like, a lot of people shy away from hardship. You know a lot of people that would, you know them yourself. Once the times get tough, you can see them. And uh, in the army, when times get tough, you, you have to drive on. You've no choice in the matter. You're getting drove on up a hill or whatever. When whatever you say go, go up the hill and you have all the lads with you, like I I realised there, and it's probably because of you going to help me realise that I've been training by myself for a while now. And then when you train by yourself, you kind of set your own pace. I don't think you realise where your comfort zone is or when you get out of it. You know, you go out for a jog and you're kind of like, I'll go up to there and I'll do that and that's a tough enough effort or whatever. But there, recently enough, I was saying to you I was trying to get into the running and I was yeah. doing this couch 5k app and I was like walk for 5 minutes, jog for a few minutes, walk. And I was like, jeez. And by the time I was finished just looking at me, watch, counting down the seconds, I was back in and said, oh yeah, that's that's the best effort I can give. But then you said to me there, only recently enough, come up to my house and bring your runners with you. And uh, we started off doing sprints. And then we went straight into it, and I said my heart rate was already amped from point yeah, one. So yeah. and then you were like, "But you're, you're jogging with someone now. You're jogging with me now. So there's no stopping. So get out of your head. We're, we're doing yeah. it." And I thought myself, I was already giving it a go bash, yeah. but um, I don't know why you get this kind of like mental fear that you're going to push yourself too far, or that uh, your, your heart's not going to be able to take it, or yeah. or something like that. You know, where you're like, "Don't stop if you need to. Like, put your hand on hips and slow down, but you're not stopping." And, taking off clothes and all, and we did it, and I didn't yeah. think I could ever do it. Yeah. I thought it was miles away from doing a 5k without stopping. And then I went out two days later and did a 5k quicker again, like thinking about the same way. It broke the barrier. Like broke the mental barrier. That was the, that was the big thing that evening, like, I found There was a lot of whinging, I know. But yeah, there was a horrific amount of whinging. Because you get too comfortable with yourself. That's the thing, like, you're out there and you're running and you're looking at your watch and you're a great lad, this, that and the other, oh, I'm after a 5k, oh, brilliant. But have you pushed yourself? Could you have gone harder? These are these are the things that you're thinking of. Like. But when you have someone there and they're not giving you a second, 
you, you just have to go. Like. That's what you're saying with the army going up the hills. Like you'd stop if you were by yourself, but then you look around, you see all the lads doing yeah. it as well, and they're all pushing you on, they're all yeah. helping each other out. Because I remember you saying, like when you joined the recruit training, then you came back with a load of best mates, like brothers or something. You know, you, you were telling me, you know, when you go through them hills with them lads yeah. and sleeping in trenches with them, you have a whole new appreciation yeah. for, for your just, lads uh, around you. Shared hardship is, is what it is, like it's shared hardship. I remember we did this together. And then you meet, you can, I can meet fellas now, now you joined the army in 2006, so I'm coming up on 13 years now. And I meet a fella that I hadn't seen in five years, could meet him in a barrack somewhere, and we have trained together. And then that's the first thing you talk about. Oh jeez, do you remember when we did that? Do you remember them days? Oh, do you remember when we had this? Do you remember when we did this? That's it's just straight back to that. Yeah. Do you think you can push yourself too far in other ways as well? You know, if like if you there's a lot of people who are like sitting on the couch who who can't do a one k. I was talking all about this because Noel put on the weight there last year and I took a photo of him and he said I took a taking the piss out of him. You know, yeah, he was standing yeah. there with a beer in his hand and all these. Yeah, and he was he was sick as a dog then, and he said that photo really like he went out the next day. For someone who was always mad fifth and four or five and he started training, he said he went out and he started running and he could only do one kilometre back to the house, one kilometre and back to the house and all. But um, can you push yourself too far when you're too far away from that fitness? Like, do you think that you you tell tell the to kick in like they'll stop before you hurt yourself too much? I, I don't know about maybe hurting yourself too much. You can, you can always overdo everything. Like everything has to be done done right, but. You can push too hard, but at that level of fitness, like anything is better than not. Yeah. At that stage. Yeah. Literally getting up and walking up and down the stairs five times is better than what you were doing. Yeah. So if you can, I I push myself to as far as you could go, and then again, like we we're only talking about, have someone come out with you then after that. Yeah. And see if there's that extra gear. You could find the fifth gear, fifth, sixth gear with someone beside you yeah. that you never thought you had or sometimes you just need that one time like I, I, it, I right? took from that from when I was doing with you yeah. like the next time I went there it wasn't back to what I was before yeah. I was better again because yeah. it was like a mental barrier broken yeah. and sometimes you're you're doing too I'm going to say a couple of K I know people can do a lot, lot more but sometimes you're you're like oh my pace is slower on this second K I think if you finish it and you're like your third or fourth K are your quickest even though yeah. you, you, you hit a wall sometimes in it and a lot of people can stop when they hit the wall but you know when you push through it Sometimes your body gets into the rhythm of it, yeah. and your your heart rate balances out, and all of a sudden you're you're flying at it, you know. Well, I said that it can be disheartening when you see people doing twenty k's and you're doing five k, you know, on your on your Apple watches and whatever, right? yeah, the Strava's yeah. and all. But it is like everyone has to start somewhere. That's that's the thing. If like, you don't get up off the couch, you're not doing anything. That's exactly. All, like, that's the only way to look at it. It's better than doing nothing. If you're doing nothing, you're just getting worse. Yeah. What about um? Like I was saying, like you always had the army books and all that, but you always used to read an awful lot though, didn't you? I remember you'd be waiting for books to come out when I was younger. I was never big into reading when I was younger, but you always had books at home that you're reading and sharpening up on. Yeah, yeah, reading read was a big thing in my house growing up. My brother read a lot, my, my father read a lot. So we always, I don't know, we, it was different back in the, back in the fucking 90s and all. You didn't watch as much TV, you were outside, you were doing this, that, and the other, and a good book there. I don't know, I just I got into reading, like, when I was young, I'd read all the Lord of the Rings, all the Harry Potters, all of them. Yeah, so I remember, out, like, I remember you waiting for it, like, a Harry Potter yeah, book to come yeah, out. Yeah, stood outside the shop. Yeah, stood outside the shop. And I was about 16. Yeah. Pure nerd, stand outside the shop waiting for Harry Potter. Do you think that helped in terms of, obviously you went into the army, but 
you always want to do um, you're always doing more courses every time I was talking you're doing like the point five, you know the anti tank yeah, one, is it? And all yeah, like and two different things, yeah. You always wanted to though like a lot of people be complacent enough, same as like joining the cards or joining anything like that where they, they're like they've gone through their recruit training, they're happy enough to step back and yeah. take away the, the years. But you always wanted to to push on to like even the test to do to be a come a corporal or a PT, you got that through the army as well, yeah, didn't you? No, through the army, yeah. What do you think drove you on to do them things rather than just sitting back and saying, Look, I'm I'm there now, so I'm happy enough? No, like I'm not gonna lie to you. I, there has there was years there that you'd sit there and in work and you were just coming in doing the same stuff and you'd go, I don't want to do anything. I just, I don't, I just want to just do my bare minimum and keep going. But then you're like, this job in like in regards to the army, like it's a great job to have. Like it is like I know at the minute in the media and all it's, it's getting um, it's getting a bad name, but uh, it, it really is a great job. You can train, you can go on. All, all types of courses like you can go from having no driving license to driving an armored car in a few months like do you know what i mean where else are you going to get that up for full licenses uh like i, I did the pti pts courses they're all qualified outside of the army as well with university of limerick like do you know what i mean you get a level six out of them doing the ncos course you get a level six out of carlo it do you know what i mean so so what what way do you want to do the pt thing because i know um like obviously the army kind of instills the fitness side of things into you but then a lot of people can sit back after that and put on a bit of weight and all but you wanted to obviously become PT so last year you did the, the course of that? Um, I, do, I did actually this January I did the PTI last year or the year before so I was I did the PTS so the army works with a system that to become a PTI within the army you have to be an NCO or an officer so I'm an NCO so on my NCOs course, we do a week block. It's called a PTL. It's a PT leaders course. So in that block, you learn how to warm people up, bring them for a run, cool them down. Basic. So you can train recruits. So you can train people in the barracks, bring them for runs, things like that. And um, from there, then you're qualified to apply for the PTS course as PT supervisor. So that's just a step up. It's all in tracksuit, shorts, t-shirt. And it's um, circuit training, weightlifting, uh, running, different types of running, sprint sessions, things like that. And it brings you up to that. Then you go on and do the PTI course, and that gets you your all three courses combined, gets you your level six from UL. But the PTI course brings all the army stuff into it. So you're on the logs, uh, carrying ammo tins, carrying sandbags, carrying dummies, um, all the battle PTs. So you can do a lot more stuff that a person, say, outside of the army that does a, a personal trainer course, because our one's a physical training instructor, is our one. Like, we can do a lot more stuff, ropes, uh, all the army gear, carrying all the stuff, and in gear. So you have to you have to be a PTI to, to instruct people on that in the army. Like, What's the idea of carrying all the gear and doing it? Is it just like real life scenario, you might be carrying rations or, or ammo, or is it you might be holding people out of like situations that are injured along the way or, or it's just to make it more difficult and more strenuous to, to so you're well able to do it without the gear when they're doing it you think they're doing it just to uh, just decrease it but there there's uh, learning outcomes for everything like you go overseas and you don't go anywhere with a flat jacket a helmet body armor like um, and it's probably roasting as well yeah your ammunition your rifle you don't go anywhere without that stuff on you 
So you have to be able to carry yeah. yourself. That's and true. Carry yeah. But the if you walk out there and say, "Oh, well, this is way harder than the yeah. home. Well, at least you're trained for." It. And someone say someone gets injured, and you have to carry them on top of all your gear, and you haven't done any of this kind of training, you're at a serious loss straight away. You're you're just you're no good to anyone then. Yeah. So this is this is the gym where you do your classes, isn't it? You started classes this year, P, yeah. uh, DQ Fitness, and this is the first time I've seen it. And some setup. What made you start that up? Um, well, I'd say a friend, a good friend of mine from Wexford was doing them and he was having great success and uh, he's brilliant uh, PGI and um, just said, I just liked how it looked, I liked the way he was uh, he was doing it, so I said I'd, um, once I did the PGI course I was qualified to do it, PTS and PGI, so I just said I'd have a, have a go at myself, just help people get fit as well. Like. I haven't seen, I've seen a lot of uh, photos of all. McGregor and Ali and I, I haven't seen a photo of you with the belt on. Been hanging out in the world. No, no. That that gives the people a lot more kind of you know at least you're being trained by someone who you can see has won an all Ireland belt. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely worth hanging up. Yeah, but sure. There's no better motivation than Rocky behind the back. Yeah, that's true enough as well. Yeah. How do you find? Obviously, um, I was getting a few mixed um, answers to this question about listening to music while you're exercising. I know you have to do like when you run a course or a fitness class. Obviously, music is key to it. But when you're out by yourself, do you find you listen to a lot of podcasts, or you listen to music when you're running, or do you find it helps at all? Do you not bring earphones at all? I always run with music. Yeah. Every time I wouldn't leave the house up. Obviously, I, I, I would run without if I didn't have a phone or whatever. I didn't have music. But my, my preference is music. Like I just. But a lot of time I find I zone out. Yeah. I'd have the music on. Still zone out. And uh, I still zone out completely, yeah. and just thinking of other stuff. It's a great way to clear your mind, but I'd always have music on because yeah. then when you zone back in and you realize you're out breath and you're happy. That's what helps. Next thing you're like, oh, good song on here, drive on, singing yeah. along in your head or whatever. Yeah, I find that too actually. You, you, like it does drive you on, but a lot of times it's like cycling and running. Uh, when you get out in the fresh air and you have that hour away from the TV or the phone that you're not looking at, it, it's too easy to grab sometimes when you're at home, yeah, yeah. but you do sort out stuff. Like upcoming stuff, like oh, I want to make sure I do that right, and, and you do get to clear your mind, even if the music's on. But the music does help an awful lot. Oh yeah, like, music helps a lot. It's it's proven to, like yeah. it does drive down like thirty percent more. And I do find in my cycles, I, I even tested that. Now I listen to podcasts as well, and I do find that helps keeps your mind kind of you know when you want to look up on something, there's nothing yeah, easier yeah. than than throwing on. Would you find it better to um, listen to podcast cycling than running? Yeah, I don't listen to podcasts running actually. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. be able to. Uh, but if I go for a walk, just bringing steps up, I listen yeah, to podcasts yeah. or something. 100%. But, uh, a long cycle there now, podcasts be there. Yeah, that's the right job. Because yeah. it, a long cycle, running's different as well. You give a lot more effort with running in a short period of time. Like yeah. you think, of, like you do a 5k run, you, you, you do it in, say, hopefully under 30 minutes. But to burn the same calories for a cycle, you're going to be going out for a couple of hours, yeah. you know, like, yeah. like I burn 600 calories doing a run, probably because of my weight as well, like I'm 16 stone, um, but to do that on a, on a bike, you're going to be doing 50k, 50K. You know, 40, 50k to get the same, same back, you yeah. know, but it's a good for endurance, a good for clearing the head, I less love down, less wear the impact, the yeah. I've, I have a terrible time with, with injuries, and I was talking to you about this earlier on, like my shins are terrible at me, my knee now seems to be gone, um, which I'm going to get checked on Wednesday. But you haven't really come across much tears or... or it, would that be because the way you were... Would they have stopped? You know when you sat your recruit training? Sure, obviously people are unfit, they're not used to running. They yeah. probably don't have the muscle in their calves or anything like that. I would imagine there'd be a lot of injuries. Yeah, there, there is a lot of injuries in recruit training. Yeah. 
Og i også der er det jo Christian Merkel, I think, in China. Just his, just not used to it, like. Yeah. So even just a simple thing like boots. No one's used to run around in boots. Like. Boots, yeah, that's like... It's, that's the, the basicest level, like, that you can go to, like, boots. People not having random boots. Who runs in boots, like? Yeah. You don't go to a building site. Probably sticking to insoles in. Yeah, people, like, you have to do what you have to do, like, to yeah. get through the, the, uh, get through the You're never thinking, actually, yeah, boots. Like, it's, like, I'd be going out and looking at what's the best shoes for running, not, like, yeah. you do your crew training and your own fit. You got to just put a pair of boots yeah. on, and they're not that good in the soul. Like I, I worked in the building sites for four years, and I think my my legs would be paying me just up and down the stairs, or like carrying yeah. tools or whatever like that. Like can't imagine running in boots. Yeah. They, they, they have a good system though. They 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 start out as all runners, and then they bring up to uniform weight runners. Yeah. And then you go from you progress from there on from onto boots, and it'd be boots with no gear. And then boots with gear, and then it's all everything then. Yeah. As you progress, like. Yeah. Another thing as well, when I was talking to you, so you've only spoke, this is the third episode, so I'll have Noel on first, I have Neil on, and then yourself. Um, all three is be quite motivated, I would say, no the boxing and uh, like taking on the Valley Horror Trials and yeah, the, the big runs. Neil as well, yeah. heavy guy, uh, lost a lot of weight, turned it around, became a personal trainer, running big yeah. runs as well, ultra marathons, whatever. And you as well, like going into the army, uh, becoming a PT, setting up your own classes and things like that. Um, so what me and Noel found the same commonality that our fate was good drivers in terms of just just trying to better ourselves in a day to day. Neil uh, found us in his own weight loss journey and probably things with his man and all that. Where would you stand on what drives you? Would it be anything to do with fate or would it be more what you've gone through? Um, I, w- I wouldn't say fate as much like... I'm probably the same as everyone else. I grew up in this country, went to mass every Sunday, said the rosary, got the car, said the rosary. Now we'll do a decade of the rosary. We might kill me, no tears this. Do <laughs> a decade of the rosary, but it, if, in in regards to training, I it wouldn't have any. It wouldn't even cross my mind, and that's a fact. Like I'm when I'm training, it's just you're training, you're doing this, you're doing whatever, and just kill yourself as hard as you can go. Try beat your last time. Try do this, try do that. Whatever, whatever it is at the time, I, I wouldn't think too much into it. I just, I just know I have to beat myself. I'd, I'd rather uh, beat myself or beat someone else's time than think about anything else. Yeah. That's the way I, I that's the way I approach training. Like. I'm a little bit better than yourself. Like, would, would, would you kind of, um, what gives you the mean to do that rather than sit on the couch every day and say, look, I'm in the army, I'm happy enough where I'm at. Um, but obviously you have a drive to do. Start kickboxing up, or is it just a pure love of, of, of exercise? Um, it's just uh, at the start, it was uh, you love it and you just want to be in the gym, you want to do this, and you win a fight. But it feels good winning the fights or, or looking at the weight fall off. Yeah, you can't, you can't match the feeling of, of going into a ring and beating someone competitively. Um, it's, it's, uh, you can't you can't describe the feeling. You can't describe the fear beforehand either, especially walking out for your first fight and uh, going in and beating another man in a co- in a combat sport. It, it's it can't match the, the feeling that you get from from doing that. But um, we're, I'm gonna fight. Yeah, no one said as well. Like he, he finds as well that that kind of combat going toe to toe with someone, it's like a game of chess almost. Like you have to be quick. You have to be strategic. It all comes from. How much have you put into the training, or how much do you want it? In a lot of ways as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess that 
you know, a lot of people wouldn't go through that. I've never just like fought on I don't I wouldn't know that kind of way as well. Like I think when I think of people getting into sometimes when you fall in with a big crowd you get into these kind of sports. Like we moved around a good bit when we were younger. I think by the time I was nine we were in our seventh kind of place, third primary school. Um you start all over again at nine and everyone's already playing ga for years and everyone has their own cliques and groups and then a couple of years there then they're into the next school which is you know and a lot of people are bringing their friends from their old primary school or whatever but i think it like that helps a lot you know with the army you probably had lads that you knew you went into the kickboxing with whatever you know i know my brothers play ga and i didn't but they like grew up in the same house had the same friends as their kids and they all were doing ga it's very hard to walk into something like find and pick it up it's probably easier nowadays kids can be a bit harsher with the bullying I think you know yeah. nowadays I walked in somewhere kids are just truthful like, yeah kids are just no filter you know they can be they can be mean you know yeah. but like, but nowadays if, if I went in to do something and someone had problems that here I'd pull them aside like, what were you saying there you know and it's different now yeah. as a kid you wouldn't have the confidence to no, do it no. but I think I stepped away from all sports and all doing that something like the army probably would have brought me into doing something I think that's a good like um, way of going you know, if you if to join the army, you, you get in among a, a big group of boys, yeah. and you all do it together, and you stay at it. Yeah. It seems to have worked for you, like yeah, in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. Um, so, what would you say to any young person who's thinking about joining the army or kickboxing? I know yeah. two different things, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the army first. Uh, the army. Um, You've always been pushing. Remember, you were always like to yeah. me, me and Vinny after you joined, like they're they're going for the army again. You put your name in there, lads, yeah. and get the medical yeah. going. And all. Yeah, I mean, look. The army, it's kind of it's getting highlighted badly at the minute with the pay and, and things like that. It's getting um, it's getting bit, well not the army itself per se getting bad press. It's more the the outside influences on the army. But um, I'd highly highly recommend the army to anyone. I'd have no problem with anyone saying they want to join the army. I wouldn't tell them to not join the army. I'd never say that to anyone because at the end of the day, it is a great job to have. Uh, especially for fitness wise and if you play a sport outside the army loves that yeah they like if you go in already at a high level of sport the army will encourage you to play your sport give you time to play your sport as long as you just give back to the army do your do uh, the bit of work that you're given the army will look after you it's one of those jobs that they they look at developing you know they, they, they take you as a person they look at developing you know if you go to a different job you're there to do the job first and foremost it doesn't matter who you are or yeah. like what level of fitness you could walk in like rolling a wheelchair it doesn't make a difference for the army like you're personally developing yourself and they're like you said that they're happy if you're doing that bring your sport in yeah. and they let you like you were saying they let you do all the courses they encourage you to do all that yeah, yeah. Also, it brings you up and all but what about the kickboxing inside you think that's a good sport to go from a young age yeah 100% yes same thing again kickboxing is great but as a as a if you went in as a child and worked your way up through it. By the the by the advice boxing as well, because you have the Olympic side of things, which the kickboxing doesn't have. That's all. Like you don't know, your child could go into to boxing and end up in the Olympics. Yeah. It's like it's that simple. Like they could end up in the Olympics, which is everyone's dream. Like ended like yeah, everyone's dream yeah. to end up in the Olympics and represent your country. Like yeah. So I definitely advise kickboxing. Yeah, definitely have the boxing as well between the two of them definitely. and the kids I think it's a good way of um, kind of growing up with discipline doing the sports um, before you could, like obviously they're way, you're way too young to do the army but they can do kickboxing from whatever age do you think it's good for, for kids to be doing that to yeah. kind of discipline 100% yeah. but do you think that you're like I know your kids are quite young now 
but do you think like they'll take from that as well they see you putting the gear on going for a run rather than you know sitting on the couch and, and just eating shit all day which we all, we all do but like at the same time like they can see you're running and they can see you know that like will you encourage them to do the army or would you encourage them to do kickboxing I'd, I'd encourage them to get a good education anyway be the main thing what I didn't do I left school early so you know yourself like and you know, I know because you threw me your, your school bag <laughs> running out the gate <laughs> yeah um, I'd, I'd advise them to get their education anyway and if the army is what they wanted to do I wouldn't I wouldn't tell them not to do it yeah but you wouldn't push it on them I wouldn't force that yes I wouldn't force it on them anyway because to let them make their mind up same as sport if you don't want to do sport but they want to Sit at home, read seven books. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, and some kids are more yeah, into it's it's the yeah. creative side and yeah. arty and whatever else. Or sometimes it takes them a few years to come into all that. But it is good, though, I think, for them to see um, their parents being leaders in other ways as well. It gives yeah. them that kind of drive that anyone can do it. Um, what about. Well, even like you see them you know, being healthy and fit and all. Like I said, like. That's that's more than this generation, I suppose, isn't it? We yeah. all know the crack with it, like how important it is. Yeah. Like obviously, it gives a couple of years back on your life as well, like to enjoy with them. Yeah. Um, and it's then, a big motivator to train as well with the kids. Yeah. So if you you you, you did your PT um, course at the end of last year, started this year. You started with DQ Fitness. Anything else coming up on the horizon? Do you want to see how this goes? And um, are you looking to? You were saying something earlier on about you're looking to do a few trial runs possibly down the line, you're looking at, at things like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd like to to get into something more competitive again. Haven't fought in a few years now. So Would you go back for you? I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of commitment. Like. It is a lot of time as well, especially when you have young kids. It's a lot of commitment. Like. Because I wouldn't want to go in half hour, half hours to Yeah. I'd want to give it 100%. So I know my uncle told me before. He says, um, and sometimes you have to be selfish with these things. It seems like you're being selfish. You can always make it up, but sometimes at the weekend you have to just go and work on yourself for a couple of hours or whatever long it takes. Um, but yeah, it, it obviously is a big fight. But it is something you might think of doing. Yeah, yeah, it's crossed my mind. I know. If, so you get a lot of phone calls after this now. You yeah, come back, friends. I know. If Owen hears this, he'd be he'd be on my case straight away. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd consider it, but I wouldn't say I'm 100% on it. Because uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a big commitment, especially with small kids. Yeah. So I mean, it's a lot easier to get out for an hour in the evening and go for a run yeah. and rack up 12k there than uh, go up to the gym for two hours and come yeah. back with two black eyes. Yeah, I know, yeah, that is true, yeah. So, so you'd, you'd be happy enough to take away this and, and consider it, but maybe do a few trial runs or something like that? Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting into a bit of race and. Um, do you have a Bally Horror trial, maybe? Ah, see, handy, handy. <laughs> <laughs> Kill it now, miss. Yeah. Now, fair play. I'm going to show a, a clip of just your classes here in the, in yeah. the place itself and what you're doing here. And everyone can check it out. I'll link it to Facebook and yeah, all the yeah. rest. Fair play. Appreciate you coming on. Nice one. Fair play, Danny. Yes, <laughs> well done.